1: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome
2: network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
3: Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Day time will
2: be. It's five o'clock. Five o'clock.
3: One
0: step closer
3: to my own personal head.
1: This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Roth. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sicanet. I'm a dude playing the dude. disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Hope you're having
3: a nice little Tuesday at your Sports Bros. Rob and soup. Jordan Schultz is here filling in uh, again today. They, Schultz uh, going to be here all week. Two of five from him uh, doing these sports snorts and whatnot. Yeah, good to be in with you guys. And so on and so forth. He was breaking news
2: today that uh, Deshaun Watson apparently is going to play receiver for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> yeah. He reported that for like two hours. His source is close to Schultz. He has since been corrected.
3: Wouldn't that be something if I were the new Adam Scheffner giving that kind of news out here on 1080? That would be great.
2: Well, it would be appropriate that Adam Scheffner would be reporting (laughs) that Deshaun Watson (laughs) is now playing for the Ravens. That's like the bizarro world Adam Scheffner.
3: Coming up here, um, the I told you so segment, are the Seahawks actually good? Told you. (laughs) You did make this bold prediction at the start of the season, and here we are. We have uh, the definitive reason you must root. For my father's the Padres. I, I just By the way, that game just underway. I just can't. This is complete with audio. I want to and I and I can't. Uh what else? There's some other stuff here. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are some things. We may or may not uh get to it. Uh Club ten eighty, the twenty eight dollar Taco Bell challenge. You've been reading about this? I have, and that's that's bizarre. That twenty eight dollars. I mean, really?
2: 28 bucks at Taco Bell? It's like the easiest thing in the world.
3: Oh, so you're saying it's easy to spend $28 at Taco Bell for one meal? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now the prices are up the way they are too. Are you yeah, kidding me? We... Well, that's what the guy was saying. So this is controversial because um, there was a guy on Fox News who was on there uh, talking about... Well, you know it's factual then. Come on. Well, you're agreeing with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he was talking about inflation, and he was he was—he was on the business part of it. Sure. And he was some analyst, and he said, uh, yeah, I, I went to Taco Bell the other day, and it, you know what it cost me for one meal? $28. <laughs> and so then the internet blew up. I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. They're like, no way it costs you $28 for your lunch at Taco Bell. That's a lot of Taco Bell. Exactly, but you're saying that it's not. It's well, easy to spend $28 at Taco no, Bell. No, no, so this, this all I'm saying is the $28 Taco Bell challenge is now trending. Because people are arguing over whether or not it's easy to spend $28 in one sitting at Taco Bell. And some people do think it is. And other people, are like you're insane, I can buy six. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't go to Taco you know, Bell. But crunch,
2: wrap, gordita.
3: For $2 each. Whatever. And, um, you know. All I'm saying is that, first off,
2: Taco Bell is the one that probably did this. They paid the guy on Fox to talk about it because now everyone's like, oh, i got to go spend $28 at Taco Bell. Mm. Look, I'm saying that under no circumstances should your fat ass spend $20 at Taco Bell. But what I'm saying is that if you had to eat $28 in Taco Bell, it'd be way – that's easy. We used to do this in college. Oh, I see. Where we had – our challenge was $50 in a case of beer. You could go to whatever fast food restaurant you wanted. This is what happens when you're in Provo and you're bored and you're a fat lineman. You had to drink a case of beer. You'd watch a movie. So, like, we would do, like, a Saving Private Ryan or something that was, like, three hours long, and you had to drink a case of beer. It was crappy light beer, and you had to get $50 or whatever, you know – We did Del Taco or, you know, whatever, McDonald's, and you couldn't yak afterwards. And I saw plenty of dudes manage that. And if you can manage that, you sure as hell can manage $28 at Taco well, Bell without any
3: beer. Well, the name's misleading. It's not a challenge to go eat $28 worth of Taco Bell. It is the idea that this guy is saying that it's easy to spend $28 at Taco Bell for one meal. I find that to be ridiculous. That's the argument. Yeah. And so we'll we'll get into that. And we also have the latest from our friends at studyfinds.org. <laughs> oh, clearly.
2: Yes. And I didn't get to this yesterday, but... Uh, I believe that I – this happened a couple days ago. I believe I've seen or at least heard now the best use of an R. Kelly song of all time. Someone hit me with an R. Kelly song in the most unexpected way ever. Is he going
3: to jail yet? uh, He's in prison. He is? For
2: the rest of his life.
3: I thought he was like on trial still
2: uh no he's convicted he's he's that's over yeah he may be tr- facing new charges but yeah he's in prison for a long long time oh good but someone hit me with an r kelly song and you know what i got a little emotional i wasn't prepared for i it.
3: believe i can fly
2: yes and it was a stranger in the most unexpected way and you know what it just it was
3: delightful can i admit that's a great song or do i have to not know
2: Well, I think you could admit it's a great song, I believe I Can Fly? I mean, yeah, it's very inspirational. Great song. We saw Space Jam. You know what's up. But in the context of which it was used, I think this will blow you away because it
3: certainly did me. All right, well, that's in the club right now, the Hot Five at Five. Oh! Hot topics.
2: Hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. It's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number
1: five, we ain't pretty sure
3: to fire that Number one. Number
0: 5.
3: <laughs> we love you, Schultzy. Another NBA season tip tonight with a doubleheader on TNT. The Sixers are in Boston, and the Warriors are hosting the Lakers. The NBA.com Power Rankings has the Blazers number 21. That sounds about right. Sandwiched between the Kings and the Wizards. You know, they're, um,
2: they're dogs against the uh, Cowtown Boys in tomorrow night's opener. People yeah, not the, giving uh, the Blazers a lot of love.
3: Well, again, the Kings are ahead of the Blazers yeah. in the Power Rankings. Yeah. Uh, the Zers open the season tomorrow night, as you said, in Sacktown. Uh, right now, let me see if I can get you a score. Today. 29-23 after one, ah. Philly up on Boston. A lot of people liking the Sixers this year. Well, did
2: you see Robert Williams, too, underwent uh, well a PRP on that uh, surgically repaired knee, so they're saying he may not be back until December or later. Right.
3: Well, that's that's like Shaq. Yeah, yeah, come on, December, who cares? Well, I'm just saying. Like, I'd rest the whole team until December.
2: That is a different team when he is in the lineup. And then tonight, the the, uh, the Lakers Golden State game that is uh, seven o'clock. That's the nightcap. Number four.
3: Number four. Rams owner Stan Kroenke will pay the majority of the NFL settlement with the city of St. Louis for ripping the Rams from him. Five hundred seventy-one million dollars he has to pay.
2: I'm sure that hurts a little bit, except for the fact that you know
3: he's the owner of the Rams, and I'm guessing that that thing well, just makes money hand over fist. He has to pay $571 million, but he saves a couple hundred million, so he probably feels good about it. Sure. Because the settlement total is $790 million. Um, the league's 32 teams will pay the remaining balance, and apparently the league is very much surprised that it's not all Kroenke's responsibility, uh, but they have already uh, passed the uh, buck. They, they've each team $75 million in revenue sharing yeah. uh, to help pay their share. Yeah, I was kind of reading about that a while back, and I did find it interesting that somehow the NFL owners were on hook for basically Cronkies doing, but
2: remember, they're the ones that approved it and yeah. kind of went through all that, so I guess everyone is to, is to blame, but you don't get a lot of, he doesn't get a lot of flack for Bolton from St. Louis. You know, A lot of times, you know, teams, uh, they, you you. Get a black eye for pulling out and, and you mm. know, heading somewhere else. But Cronky mm. just kind of did the, well, screw you. I'm going to L.A.
3: So no one can really
2: blame you. Number
3: three. The NFL also announced a Black Friday game with uh, teams uh, to be determined, but it will be streamed on Amazon Prime beginning next season. Well, God, I hope it's the Denver Broncos. So the kickoff, <laughs> the kickoff will be noon Pacific, so as not to interfere with high school.
2: You know, that is their fourth primetime game already, and we have three more to go this year.
3: Yeah, well, we thought they were going to be good.
2: Standalone
3: primetime games
2: with Russell Wilson.
3: Broncos news today, you know, they blew it again last night. Russell Wilson is now hurt. He pulled his hamstring in the fourth quarter. Ian Rapoport reporting an MRI is forthcoming and they fear that it could be significant. So, um I'm
2: going conspiracy theory that he's not hurt. They just can't keep running him out like this and they gave him 245 million. So they're going to claim an injury and sit him down for a while. Do you know who the backup
3: is in Denver? Uh, you should know this. We played the backup played the quarterback, quarterback, game. quarterback game. You're
2: prepared. Boy, it's been a long time since I saw preseason football. Uh, I can't say I know off the top of Brett my head. Rippin. Ah, uh, yes. Uh
3: yes.
0: It can't,
2: it can't get any worse. They're the worst offense, the worst scoring offense in the NFL. Number two.
0: Number two. Number two. By the way, the,
2: that pick, that, the first two. pick that they got, the Seahawks from Russell Wilson. That right now, if it's season ended, it stands at the seventh overall pick. Yeah, baby. That thing's getting better and better by the day.
3: Genius move by my Seahawks. Yes, it was. Uh, Taylor Heineke, the new QB1 for the Commanders, um, and they're saying the Ravens have signed, uh, believe it or not, they've signed Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Or or Deshaun Jackson. He signed with, with, uh, we thought, with Cleveland, but no, he's going to go play receiver for Baltimore. Uh, Oregon expected to have safety uh, Brian Addison back for the UCLA game. He is a backup, but he's very strong. He missed the Arizona game. Uh, Dan Lanning saying offensive lineman Stephen Jones and running back Byron Cardwell still on the mend he would not commit to their return. Uh the Ducks and Bruins is the 18th matchup of top 10 teams in the Pac-12 since 1986. Uh the Ducks have been in 7 of those games and they've gone uh, 5 and 2. Yeah, I mean you got the number 1 and number 2 offenses basically in the Pac-12 in
2: every metric. Uh the number 1 and number 2 run defenses in the Pac-12. The only real advantage you can point to here is uh, UCLA's past defense a uh, little bit better than Oregon's, but I mean this is everything you could want in a top ten matchup.
1: Come too far to get it. stop now. Let's do it. And that's it, baby. Shut from the rooftop. Number one. Number one. Number one,
0: number one.
3: Number one. Well, the Yankees are advancing to the American League Championship Series. Giancarlo Stanton hit a three-run home run. Aaron Judge. Hit a solo shot. Stantons, by the way, they said would have exited in only three of 30 ballparks. But because they were playing in New York, it got out. And um, the Yankees win 5-1. to one. So they will now go play the Astros.
2: Yeah, and it pains me to say this because under no circumstances should you root for the Yankees except for this one.
3: Go Yankees.
2: You can't root for
0: the Astros.
3: Game 1, NLDS. Uh, sorry, NLCS is Phillies Padres. They are in San Diego, and uh, it is underway. It's Hugh Darvish against Zach Wheeler. Middle of the first, no score. I have a fun fact here. Uh, Fernando Tatis, do you remember him? I do remember him. You know, the Padres are doing this without Tatis. Well, and Soto has been terrible. They are saying that Tatis is getting time served here as the, as the Padres continue to advance. Really? Yes, so he can actually, he, he, it keeps moving up the date that he can return. He can now be back April 26th. Well, I didn't know that was a... That's a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. I also have a bonus Mariners note for you guys today. Hot bonus Mariner talk. Almost like we got bonus baseball, 18 innings. Ryan Divish, who is a Mariners reporter, has shed some light on the Jesse Winker situation. Isn't that a whole thing? I I saw this today, and it was uh, was a whole thing. He is saying that uh, Winker... His act grew tired in the clubhouse with other players because he did not prepare. He says that he never worked to get stronger, he never worked to get better defensively, and he would just show up basically expecting to play. He was the uh, anti-Mitch Haniger. Yeah. And so the players got sick of his act. So now he's saying that um, Scott Service will have to sit Winker down and have a coming to Jesus, and if, if things don't turn around, then he will likely be gone next year.
2: Well, I mean, Winker was an all-star last year and one of the better bats on the free agent market. And, you know, there was a little bit there where it looked like he had something going for Seattle. It's funny when the season ends and this sort of stuff comes out, because I don't know about you, I never heard any of this during the regular season. In fact, you saw the opposite, remember? He had that whole thing where he was uh, threatened to fight the entire Angels lineup, and everyone thought it was like this rallying moment for the, uh, the, the Mariners, and everyone got behind him, and it turns out the dude was an
3: ass. There's your hot five. Are the Seahawks actually good? And other NFL Week 6 leftovers next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30
1: minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan.
3: All right, our next segment is dedicated to uh, baseball, and we have audio ...of the definitive reason you must root for the Padres. Uh, We're watching... Not, it's not going to happen, man. I just... I, it's not. I can't. Not even the cool unis? Dude, I don't know
2: what it is about them, but I think this video will confirm it. It's not <laughs> going to do what you uh, think it's going to do. I don't know why, because I, I don't... I mean, Mets fan, I can't... The, the Phillies, just... Ugh. But there's something about Padre fan, and you're not a bad fan of any team. It's not you. But in general, I find the Padres players and their fans... This run they've been on, I find them to be a bunch of insufferable see you next
3: Tuesdays. Really? Like, yeah. Why? Like what I just What is it, the reputation?
2: It just I I find Manny Machado to be just a giant douche canoe. Um uh, God, now I can't think of him. Who's the, the, the pitcher that that shut down the Mets and the, the, the Oh closer? Joe Musgrave? Yeah, Joe Musgrave. Everything about him just gives me a creepy feeling nah. and his douchiness on, you're the, just, on the mound. You're bitter. And then their fans are dropping this. I I can't. I, we'll, I can't. We'll, um, I won't.
3: We'll play it for you next segment, but I'm watching this game one here with the Phillies, and Bill Walton is sitting with Pat Kilkenny. Yeah, like in the second row. Right behind home plate. Yeah. And it, pa- Walton's got his Padres jersey on, and those are. I'm pretty sure that's Kilkenny next to him because those are Kilkenny's seats. I've seen him because he lives in San Diego. Yeah. Of course, Pat Kilkenny is the former— well, AD. not former.
2: He's the Oregon booster. Well, and he was their AD for a little bit, <laughs> right? He was the one that was negotiating million dollar deals on yeah. napkins, but you know,
3: yeah, with Bilotti, right? Yeah, and then he was the one that was almost got Mark Few. Yeah, I think that was the same. Same. Well, he he's a friend of Josh Wilcox. He's a mover and a shaker. <laughs> yeah, I think that's him back there with uh, with Walton. It's a it's a star studded uh, affair there <laughs> in San Diego. Um, so I told you this would happen, so I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Uh, we have to have this conversation. Yeah. Uh, right. Are the Seahawks actually good? Because at the start of the year, it's like, oh, worst roster in football, and they're yeah. going to be terrible, and Geno Smith sucks. And I said, you know, Pete Carroll. I didn't say anything about Geno Smith. I thought he sucked. <laughs> but Pete Carroll's like, you know, he's a good coach and yeah. defense, and they got a couple. Uh, their defense is awful. They but. got a couple draft picks on the offensive line, and a couple corners, and. It's like, you know, I what? bet you we have this combo where we're actually debating if they're good and damn it, here we are. Here we are. They're 3 and 3. So, so they're this, not they're
2: not good, are this they? This is what I will say about the Seattle Seahawks.
3: Well, wait, NFC West before you for uh, I want I want to hear your opinion. Yeah. Real quick, the NFC West standings. They're all 3 and 3. 3 and 3. Well, no, they're not. Well, Arizona's the Arizona two and, four. two and 4. The leaders in the NFC West, 3 and 3, 3 and 3. <laughs> Three and three, and Arizona is two and four. The Seahawks are. Uh, what do you. What do you like to say? In the mix, they're in the mix. I'll, I'll say this:
2: Are they good? No. Are they bad? No. Oh wow! They're not bad. They're not bad. This and is a revelation. The, the revelation. One Geno Smith has been a lot better than anyone could have possibly. He really thought. has. Yeah. Then this. You gotta I, give him credit. I give him a ton of credit because he was written off and he was flat out bad. This is one that. I, I don't give me from. from I love Seahawk fan that, that's going to come out and be like, "Oh, Geno Smith. No one told you that Geno <laughs> Smith was going to be good. You didn't think he was going to be good." And I'm talking to everyone in Seattle because he wasn't. He's never. We've never seen this. So stop with the you saw. Well, we saw him too. You know, yeah, when Russell was, Wilson
3: got hurt, he it was
2: bad. He was real bad. Yes, and and by the way, I think there's a regression back to the mean coming here, and we've seen it at times. Let's not act like. This offense is just a juggernaut every single week. So, but Geno Smith has been way better than we thought. We knew they had two good receivers. Uh, Walker has been a nice addition there at, at, uh, at running back. And the two tackles have been good. So to me, if you're Seattle, I, I said all along, to me, this is not about winning games. It's about developing young players. And it appears right now that you are developing both your tackles, your back, and I don't think you're developing Geno Smith, but I think you're seeing that Geno Smith can be a bridge to whatever quarterback eventually you go to because if you think Geno Smith is leading you down the road to some sort of promised land, like he's the new Rich Cannon, well, I'm going to need to see a lot more than what we've seen so far. So are they good? No, they are not. But they're not bad. Because when you look at the wins they've had, they beat the Lions, <laughs> who are just atrocious. And by the way, you gave up 45 points to the Lions. On the plus side that you you scored 48 because it's the worst defense in the world you beat the broncos somehow 17 16 and at the time we were like oh my god but now we're looking back on it it's the worst offense in football (laughs) and i'm not just saying that that is objectively by the point scored that is the worst offense in football denver right and then the other win that you have was against an arizona team which for the life of me i can't figure out what the hell is going on in arizona But that's the worst defense in the NFL in Seattle, and they only managed to put up nine points against you. So are they good? No. God, no. You know, they've lost to the Niners, they've lost to the Falcons, and they've lost to the Saints. None of those teams are juggernauts. So what we know is they're not bad.
3: Well, I think the Geno Smith thing is interesting. Like, that's the one element. Because you tell me, but I I feel like those two offensive linemen that they drafted have been good. Yes. Right? Absolutely. That's a huge deal right there. Yes. That and then... Kobe you know, like the corners. Yep. Like, though, they've made some good picks, at absolutely. least early on. Even Kenneth Walker. You know, that guy looks like he may be emerging. Yes. So, absolutely. So those are big deals, and we didn't know. They were all unknowns, right? Yes. I think the one thing that – and we knew Pete Carroll was a good coach. Um, but the one thing we just had no way of knowing is that Geno Smith would actually do this. Like, it, his quarterback grading is 108. And I'm not saying he's been – Perfect, because last year, you know, we were talking about him last year sucking. His quarterback rating last year, you know what it was in the three starts uh, for Russell Wilson? I got like 89, 90, something like that? It was 103. Okay. He had five tutties and only one pick. But I just, I think the reason we feel like he really struggled uh, was I feel like those games came down to the wire. And they couldn't And they couldn't he couldn't, win couldn't anything. do anything in the end. No. Which is really when push comes to shove, right? And when you make your money. So, look, he... So Pete Carroll just because we always we thought, you know, when they got Drew Locke, it's like, oh, no, there's your quarterback. And Pete Carroll was like, No, Gino, Gino, Gino. And damn it, he's right. Yeah. Like Geno Smith is not bad. And I think he's better than I mean, it seems like he's better than Drew Locke. Yes. This he's playing better than Drew Locke would play, but Drew Locke sucks. Yeah. So just what they're getting out of Gino is the big shock. Uh, outside of that, some draft draft picks have stepped up. You knew Pete Carroll. You know he believes he's a he's never gonna you know tank or give in. It's like <laughs> and Let's that's go. true.
0: You
2: knew that he would coach yeah, his ass off, and that's this right. team would be competitive. And, and he's
3: and they have a lot to prove. And you know, they traded Russell Wilson. It's like no, we're we're gonna prove that we've still got some guys here, and it wasn't all him. And we you know, and they were right. Like well, look at look at Russell Wilson now in Denver. And the the beauty part about this is
2: dude, you know, if if Denver keeps on this trajectory, like right now, that pick they got from Denver uh next year, it's the number seven overall pick. So I and, and then you have your own. And and we'll see what happens as the season goes on, where Seattle ends up. I mean, look, they're five hundred, they're three and three. Now we expected them all to maybe be one and five or two and four, but We do need to pump the brakes on on this being like some sort of of super team or anything, but yes, they are better. it's just that
3: they're better than we thought. They're better
2: than we thought, and what I love right now is the development. I said be competitive in every game and damn it, lose and and get high picks. And when you look at those teams that were built with Schneider and and Carroll at the beginning, where did it come from? It came from the draft, right? Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman. These were all... Draft picks, and they weren't all first-round picks. So let's just look at this year's draft alone, and it's early year, six games in. Charles Cross appears to be a legitimate starting left tackle in yeah. this league. You love the development, and then you go down to uh, their second-round pick and Kenneth Walker the third, who looks to be like a a starting running back in this He's league. A couple big runs, man. And then you go to round three and Abraham Lucas, who's the other tackle. And yeah. by the way, both Cross and uh, Excuse me, not Cross, but I don't know why I always want to call him um, Cross. I do it all the time. Uh, no, sorry. It is cross. I, I always say Gross. I thought I mispronounced it again. Cross. Charles Cross. I don't know why I always get him. I go back and forth between Gross and Cross. Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas are both tackles that came from air raid systems. And this is a team that you would assume with, with, uh, with Pete Carroll that would want to run the football. And I thought, well, that's a bit of a head scratcher. But both Lucas and Cross – look like NFL tackles. And then you go down into round four. You mentioned Kobe Bryant, who looks really good. And then you you look at the other uh, corner that they got in round five, and Woolen, the guy out of Texas, San Antonio, is a converted receiver. And he's a big physical corner in the mold of Richard Sherman, who even was a receiver that they switched over to, to DB. So you start looking in just this one draft, and you're like, I know it's early, but these guys look like contributors. And there's a ton of draft capital coming off the Russell Wilson thing. And if Geno Smith can be a nice bridge quarterback for you until whatever it is, whether you get into the C.J. Stroud thing or maybe it's the year after that you want to get into the Caleb Williams sweepstake or Bryce Young or, or, or Levis, whoever ends up being the, the future quarterback because it's not Geno Smith, if Geno plays like this, you have a really nice bridge quarterback that you don't have to rush whatever future quarterback that you want to shove in here. So, look, I think right now this is about – and Denver is is tanking. They suck. And you're going to get a high pick. This You couldn't ask for a better scenario right now for what Seattle's doing here
3: in this rebuild. I got one thing that can make it better. What's that? They're going to deal Drew Locke back to Denver now that Russell Wilson is hurt and get two more picks. <laughs> Denver's
2: desperate, and they're like, we'll take him back. So, uh, look, this is something that Pete Carroll – and, and, and yep. Schneider ultimately talked about that maybe they wanted to tear this thing down and try to rebuild it again with the right kind of guys and, you know, without ego and without this kind of the star players. And by the way, you have Lockett and you have Metcalf going forward. I think if you're a Seahawks fan, even if this season ends up being, let's go like a, a five or six win season, right? Eventually you come down to earth. You don't have a good defense. You only win five or six games. I still think this is setting itself up very, very well for the future, and this may only be a one-year dip. And by the way, this may not end up being a huge dip. I could see this team winning seven or eight games with the way their offense is playing if the defense gets a little bit better and they just play the Cardinals like seven more times because the Cardinals can't score.
3: All right, got to give them credit, and this is us doing that. Give them credit, man. Absolutely. Seahawks, three and three. It's not the best record, but... It's way better than anyone expected. Credit to Gino. Credit to Petey, Yep. Credit to Schneider. Trading Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boy, I don't. I mean, they may have thought that, that the, his best days were behind him. How? But on, they couldn't have foreseen this. No. One. Could they? No one could.
2: Right. I mean, this is this is a conversation for a whole other a whole other show. But I cannot recall a quarterback of his ability. That got this bad this
3: fast, and well, I he is banged up. They I, said he has a torn lat, right? Yeah, he's, he's got a lat, and then and now he's got the hammy. But the hammy was in the fourth and quarter. And he's got Nathaniel Hackett. But th- this,
2: he should be able to buoy a guy like Hackett. But I get it; like they refuse to move him around in the pocket. Their game plan is atrocious. But like he goes ten for ten, and it looks okay on script. And then after that. It just goes to hell. He went from 10 for 10, and I think he was five of his next 18. But even in that 10 for 10, he had the one big touchdown play that was a broken coverage, and then the other one that was vastly underthrown, but the guy came back and made a play on it. He looks awful. The game plan is awful. He looks awful. Like, it's just I cannot recall a fall from grace quite like this. And you can't explain this away in that he just is, is banged up. Because even when you're banged up, welcome to the world of the NFL. If you're that hurt and that's your play, then sit your ass down because you are hurting your team than you are helping it at this point with, with his play because it is as bad an offense as exists in the NFL. And this is a group that I know that there's an injury at the running back position, but you still have a decent back. Actually, you have a couple of them, a pretty good O-line, and seemingly good weapons on the outside. There is no excuse for this Denver offense to be the worst offense in the NFL. Zero, zero excuses.
3: All right, got a little audio for you coming up next of uh, the reason you must root for my father's, the pods. Can't do it. Uh, here is Jordan Sports.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on
0: 1080
2: the Fed oh, it, it happens Seemingly on a daily basis now. Now, we, we did lose Rob at the start of the show. What do we say, Schultz, for like six seconds, give I, or take?
3: I should have extended that uh, Bubba
2: Wallace story by like another <laughs> ten seconds. <laughs> it, would, it would have been fine. All right, he's back. We lost you for about six seconds at the beginning, and I'm going to go about uh, 26 and a half seconds on this one. Sorry about that. There was no one else in the building. Did you get caught up, Uh, you know?
3: Well, you know what? I was was urinating. It happens. I also went and took a look at uh, the progress they made on our uh, studio. I was going to say. There are microphones now.
2: I assume that maybe that's where uh, where you're headed. You got caught up in the the pretty objects. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. They're making progress. I will say when that thing is actually done, it's it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And, know, for, you, you and, for hate, those, and for those saying, like, why didn't we build the studio before we moved? We got kicked oh, out of the old building.
3: Yeah, that's actually a good question.
2: <laughs> yeah, the slumlords booted us. So we didn't, uh, yeah. we, we wanted to extend the lease until this was uh, built. And then the uh, the slumlord was like, yeah, no.
3: When you have in studio guests, which we do sometimes, uh, you always want to present something, you know, kind of cool and professional. Sure. Right? You know? Yeah. Um, like and a, this, like a
2: stripper pole or, you know,
3: whatever. This is that. Like it's it's it looks really nice. It's going to be sweet. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I've got audio. You should be rooting for the Padres, and here's why. Um, the local news did a bit in San Diego on these Padre dads. Yeah, these white guys. It's
2: this is rough, and, and they um, look exactly like you would when you describe oh, yeah. white Padre
3: dads. They're middle-aged white guys. Yes, actually, you know, fifty years old maybe. Mm-hmm. Is that middle-aged?
2: Yeah, I think anywhere yeah. anywhere between forty and I'm I'm gonna go like forty four into like fifty eight. I'm going middle age. Then at sixty, you're probably
3: just old. What about fifty nine? Well, and then like you're no a,
2: man's land. Yeah, you're you're on the verge of being old. You're right there at the precipice of going over the hill.
3: Well, this is a little bit of the audio. Uh, this went uh, shockingly. This went viral. Here are the Padre fans.
1: Billy going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. Padres on the loose. Let's go, goose. That's what's in. Bryce going to lose, and Manny's going to cruise. That's what's in. Give Philly no slack and send them back. That's what's in. Oh,
2: my God. What do you think? That is the worst thing I've you on ever board? Had. Look, I was struggling trying to... <laughs> to root for the Padres because I don't want to root for the Phillies. And boy, the, the Padre fan is, is making it harder and harder. I just, I, I can't, I, I can't root for a fan base with that as the, the rallying theme song. You
3: know what I did like though about Padre fan, <laughs> please. They took the goose, like the other day when they were closing out the Dodgers, you know, yeah. they had all the goose signs, Yeah, you know, cause the goose was, that was in LA. Yeah, The goose landed in the yeah. field. Um. And then they just had all the signs with the goose with the, you know, like the chains and the Padre hat on sideways, you know, like all gangsta. Sure. I thought that was awesome.
2: What do you think? Now, besides uh, raging amounts of alcohol, what leads? That's what's in. Yeah. What, what leads to that? I mean. Boy, that's a good question.
3: You know, just is. I don't know. I, 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 I think <laughs> just that. I think just booze. That's
2: all it is, is just booze. Because I want to like, I want to throw like a here's, like a
3: a a let a, me say a beer something. at this guy. Here here's what I think happens in situations like this. Please tell. Because did you hear the people giggling in the background? A little bit. Okay, so if you watch the video and turn it up, you will you will hear that those guys are being egged on by uh, probably their wives or daughters or whatever in the background. Laughing hysterically at what yeah, they're are doing. Are they
2: in someone's yard? Is that what yeah, this is? Yeah, they're just. Is? It
3: looks like the reporter just went out to one of the guys' houses, and um, they're just doing this little bit. Sure. And there's like seven guys, right? Yeah. And they're all in Padres jerseys, and they're, they're all white dudes. Although there's one Hispanic man in there. Yeah, there's one guy in the
2: back. Yeah, that's but, uh, that's bringing some diversity because you're you're not allowed to have seven white guys uh, right. in a group. Well,
3: especially with the Padres, that's and, a hate crime.
2: You, that's right. you gotta yeah, have you definitely. gotta have some
3: diversity. That guy's probably not even part of the group. The the news reporter probably brought him along and said, here, get in there.
2: The worst is there's one guy in the back that's not even wearing, like, a a jersey or whatever. He's just, like, in a windbreaker, and he's the most awkward one of the entire group and that's saying something.
3: Yeah, so what I think happens in situations like that is they are in their little bubble, and they have people sitting there laughing at them, thinking that's great, Mm. right? And then there's really nobody saying... It's like... uh, there's just nobody saying no. There's nobody yeah. saying, "Wait a minute, maybe let's, you know, let's let's work on this," or yeah. perhaps like you guys look it, ridiculous. It just goes. It's so all, it's so all gas. They think it's great because everybody's sitting there laughing, and then they're like, "Oh!" And then, of course, when the news comes out, like everybody loves to be on the news, right? Like they, even if it it embarrasses themselves, they don't care. They're going to be on the news. That's like a huge thing. Yeah, so man. the news reporter comes out with a camera, going, "Oh my god, this is going to go viral." That dude knew it. If you watch the. um the video of that, the news reporter knew that was going to go viral because it was so bad. <laughs> and he said, he said, this has social media written all over it. Yeah, just, just keep going. And so I think they just – it's a siloed effect. Like they don't have anybody telling them that sucks until it gets out to the real world. And then they're like probably stunned right now <laughs> that – that they're getting widely panned.
2: Yeah. Cause this was from like good morning San Diego or yeah. something. Yeah.
3: Something like that. Mm. That's
2: what yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like let's not act like the blazers are above this. I could see uh Andy Carson leading the, uh, <laughs> the, the charge on something like this. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well I mean every fan I mean look, every fan base has this. People do this kind of crap all the time. They mm-hmm. sit in their little world and they think it's funny because everybody sits there and laughs because they're all drunk. But the reality is you look like an idiot. It is fascinating that uh, if you saw yourself on video, which yeah. they have now seen, you would realize you're you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> but Tick- we're all we've all been there.
2: TikTok is a hell of a thing. That it, it is it really, really is. Gotta go viral, man. Um, one Gotta, other thing But this will ensure I'm sorry, but let me this will ensure I will not root for the Padres. Okay, the, so
3: you're against these. guys. I'm
2: against these guys. The only time I will root for the Padres okay. is God forbid if the Astros make it through and the Padres make it through. Guess what? Go Padres. Until then, okay. I hope a meteor crashes and both the Phillies and Padres are eliminated. Now,
3: I, can I offer one thing? Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Go. You seem to like my family. I have a good family. You have a good family. You love my parents, Mom and Pa. They're out there in Salinas. I have met Mom and Pa Rop. I've met Brother Rop. They are all very good people. There is a little known Brother Rop who is a Padres fan and season ticket holder. He's a good dude. He was there the other night and he sent me videos of, you know, it was the Dodgers. It was the, I forget which game. And I think it was the game they closed him out. And it was awesome electric much know? like you guys experience as you said the build up for the Mariners Astros game like dude they're in San Diego it's been a long time yeah. since they were and, they've been to the world series twice and the dodgers And it's been like twenty something years. Well, fun little
2: fact. I don't know if this. I'm guessing this is no longer the case. But going into this postseason, the worst postseason winning percentage in the
3: history of Major League Baseball is the Padres. Is the Padres right? They're like the lovable losers. Like there, there are reasons to root for them. Yeah, but then
2: and the uniforms. But you did this with the goose, and then Machado. That's what's uh,
3: and Bill Walton's back there. (laughs) You gotta love him. He's great. It's, you're trying to make a compelling case. But That's all I, I got. It's, That's all I got. I do like the unis. I do like the yellow and brown. Dude, those unis are badass. It's a great look. And it's the Phillies. I What if they take out the Astros? Then you're going you yeah, to... Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah.
2: If this ends up being Padres-Astros, go Padres. I can't you know believe what? it's Phillies-Padres. I hate to say this, but even if they play the Yankees, I still think it's go Padres.
3: Yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah it definitely should be. Uh, one other note. Um, have you been watching at all the... Um, just real quick on... This pertains to nothing, but uh the Indians Yankee series, uh sorry, Guardians Yankee series. Yeah. Was um broadcast by Bob Costas. Yes. What did you think of his broadcast? Now, I know a lot of people are anti Bob Costas.
2: I Are they? Yeah. I, oh, got dude, a lot of, I he's an American treasure. I thought there were a lot of people that were giving Bob Costas hate, at least if you you know, a lot of people were taking shots at him on it. this on this series on this series and just yeah. in general. there's people, well, that I can see. I like Bob Costas and I like I think Bob Costas doing baseball might be the best of
3: Bob Costas. I love Bob Costas. Yes, Bob Costas is an American treasure. However, you weren't a fan of this. No, he sounds. I don't know if it's just his. He's getting old. He he sounded very robotic um, to I think, me. I feel like that's Bob he's Costas kind of always, in general. I think he sounds. I don't know. I didn't like it. Hmm. I'm kind of anti Bob Costas on on that call on this in that series. Didn't love it. I like I, and
1: I
2: love him. I think Bob Costas sounded good. I I, I think well, Bob Costas he
3: sounded bad per se. He's a professional. Yes, I just thought he sounded very robotic and hmm. less like less. Um, Sort of whimsical, like Vin was, and yeah. like all the greats are are whimsical and, and I can see that and, and, and
2: Bob is, and so you're saying, and maybe it's because we're used to Bob in a di- and maybe, maybe more of that storyteller fashion, yes. and maybe he played it close to the vest. I think on that's this. right.
3: I can see that. I think that's right.
2: I just noticed that there was a lot of Bob Costas hate going on well, uh, the interweb. I hate to hate Bob Costas. Yeah, and I. But that's uh, what's
3: in. <laughs>
2: Stop. If you <laughs> want me to root for the Padres, you'll never, ever say. You, Darvish, that's, that's what's in. Where did that come from? I don't that's know. That's what's in? I don't
3: know. It's hey, you unless see got a, the damn goose thing. You want to see a cool video? Here's not a cool that. Video. You, Darvish, explaining to John Boy how he moves his pitches. Did you see that video today? I did not see that video. Freaking rad.
2: I will tell you this. Anytime uh, someone is talking about their craft – Like a professional athlete, I find that stuff fascinating, especially a major league pitcher.
3: Yeah, it's I think
2: that stuff is amazing. Pretty cool. Uh,
3: Anyway, uh, that's all we have for this segment. Are you ready to find out what we're going to do next segment? Well, I would certainly hope so. Stay
2: tuned. Does it involve you, Darvish? That's what's in.
3: (laughs) You know, I tell you what's in.
2: I had to learn all about you, Darvish, the other day.
3: What do you mean? I well, love you, Darvish. Well,
2: I was watching the... Wait, why are you
3: doing this? We have to oh, drink.
2: Well, well, I'll tell you about how okay. now I know everything about you, Darvish. Uh, new
3: fun segment. <laughs> That's what's in. You almost got me. 553 on the fan. If your day sounds like...
1: We need the report ASAP.
2: You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame right. two more ribs, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modella, the market of fighter. Crick responsibly, Beer imported by Crowley Port Chicago, Illinois.
1: Time time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan.
3: All right. <clears throat> this is a segment called That's What's In. We should start doing that. No. When we get a producer. No, we should. Oh. Right. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, I think we were
2: talking about That's what. Nope. Not going to do it. You Darvish. Not going to do it. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You Darvish. I had to go on a fact-finding U Darvish mission the other day, and he's now great. now I know everything about Udarvish. Darvish, yeah, including the fact that he's married to a uh, like a champion wrestler. Tell us,
3: <laughs> whoa, yeah, tell us the coolest fact about you Darvish.
2: I think, well, he's uh, he was born to a, an Iranian father, and his name is not Yu Darvish. Oh. Yeah, that's why his... The, Iranian? Yeah, his dad's Iranian, which is why his last name is Darvish. You Darvish Isn't is... not he
3: from Japan?
2: Well, his dad's from Iran, and he married a Japanese lady. So, yes, he was born in Japan, but he is of half Japanese and half huh. Iranian descent. Didn't know that. And this all started because my, uh, my, my, uh, my gal who is Japanese, loves anything Japanese, and she will tell you that it's better than anything else. And uh, I was watching the, I think I was watching game one of the Padres and the Dodgers. Did Darvish pitch that? Whatever game he was—he pitched in, in that Dodgers series, I was watching it, and she thought it was weird. She goes, who's that? And I said, that's you, Darvish. And she goes, "Uh." And I said, he's Japanese. And she's like, no, he's not. I had to prove to her that he was indeed
3: Japanese. Japanese <clears throat> she didn't know this yeah which is again isn't any like a Japanese hero well that's kind of what I was like any- and by the way what is she saying Ugh, like what, what does that mean like, he's <laughs> ugly
2: or what she was perplexed by you Darvish the I, name yes she was perplexed by that and I said she, he's Japanese and she was like he doesn't look Japanese and then we had to, she was questioning his, ah. his, uh, I guess his, what, what, what would you call that? His Japanese his nationality? His nationality? His yeah.
3: Japaneseism? His Japaneseism,
2: yeah. So then I had to go on a fact finding mission about Yu Darvish. And so I know that he was married to a model actress, he had several children, divorced her, oh. and now is with a uh, a super buff and ripped wrestling champion. So there you go. So he's divorced. And he's, and he's born okay. of Iranian descent, and his name is not Yu Darvish. It's. It's a whole other thing. It's oh, I not, have his name here. Yeah.
3: Oops. His name is Sifat Farid U Darvish. There you go. Nickname Usan. <laughs> so there USAN. you go.
2: Now you've gone on this journey with me, and now you too well, know all about U Darvish. And I too question because she claims. To know it, like if there is a Japanese athlete, she'll know all about it, right? That's really weird. Weird that the Darvish thing had uh, so Hideki
3: Matsuyama, Ichiro, and she's she doesn't know you Darvish. Like that's I'm sorry, that's kind of bush. That that is bush. But I will tell you that like the the Japanese, um, like the the stardom
2: over there for those athletes. Well, that's
3: why she should know you
2: Darvish. That's what I said. I was like, dude, he was a big deal. And she was kind of uh, scoffing at the celebrity status of one Yu Darvish. I was like, "I'm telling you, he was a big deal when he came over." She was like, "Meh." She's like, "You know, she she was like, Meh. Give me a real Japanese hero, like, you know, Hideki Matsuyama right now." See, that brings in a little bit he... of that Japanese racism. <laughs> Maybe because he's got some of the Iranian in him. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. The uh, I mean, this is for a, a whole club topic, but if you want to get uh, mildly uncomfortable, sit around sometime with a group of Asians that are talking crap about the other Asians. That's
3: right. It's a whole they thing. They all hate each other. They all hate each other. They're all racist. <laughs> and you know who thinks
2: they're number one? All of them. But you know who really thinks they're number one? The Japanese. What are you going to tell me? She doesn't know who <laughs> Shohei Otani is? Oh, she knows who Otani is. It's a whole thing over there. And then there's always something weird. There's always like a speed skater or a shot putter or like a discus thrower who's like the Michael Jordan of whoever over there. It's a whole thing, man. All right. Well, you Darvish
3: is what's in.
2: <laughs> he is what's in. But apparently not in my lady friend's world. Not necessarily That's a giant a fan.
3: red flag. As a matter of fact, I need you to tell her this bothers me. <laughs> it you. Bo- you are Japanese. Yes. They are everything Japanese. They are over the moon about their athletes over there, the ones that have success in in the States especially, right? Yes. Like Ichiro and Matsuyama. And she she doesn't know who Yu Darvish is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm questioning everything I know about her. I'm saying, is Souk's special lady friend pulling a birther conspiracy against Yu Darvish? Yes. A little bit. Yes, she
2: was. Although I
3: just looked at a list of the top Japanese athletes. Mm-hmm and you darvish is not in the top 10 and i wonder if it's because of this mild racism that they don't like the iranians
2: all i know is this i've been with the the lady for a while now several years and i'm here to tell you that without question she will support anything that is japanese you ever had japanese mayo cuz let me tell you according to her it's the greatest mayo of all time no matter what it is and all of a sudden you darvish comes around eh was it really picking up what you Darvish is laying down and now you find this list not even in the top ten? Hmm.
3: Interesting. Dice K's on there. Does she oh. know him?
2: Oh, guaranteed. Oh yeah. Right. And she goes back even like the uh, Nomo days and all that. It's a whole but thing. Not, Darvish. Maybe, not you Darvish. Maybe maybe it is a maybe thing over there where he's thing. not that popular. <laughs> well she was she wow. was like she was like, he's Japanese. I was like, yes. She made me go on she made me go on my phone and pull up You Darvish on Wikipedia and show her that he was indeed
3: born in Japan. Uh, The $28 Taco Bell challenge is a discussion that we kick off the club with tonight. Next on The Fan.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.